Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. I am back in the producer chair. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 and Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. There he is. No, I've been here the whole time. I opened. <laughs> I did. I opened the show, and then you just you acted like I wasn't here. You know what? I had the wrong pot, the, the wrong pot up, because I know we changed some things just since I last was here. Yeah. So uh, now I know what that is. So my fault there. <laughs> uh, like I'm sitting there like... I'm opening the show. I talked about your son, the whole thing, and Lisa, and the whole And it's like, uh, and all of a sudden you started talking. I was like, okay. <laughs> I guess I must not be on. All right. And doggone open of the show mentioned my name. All right. Um, so, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thanks Lisa. to everybody's well wishes and congratulations. It's been a whirlwind of a week, I can tell you that, but it's good to be back. Lisa did all the work. That's cool. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. She she was amazing. And she is amazing. Continues yes, to be. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, but everything going well. I saw the wonderful picture of little Luke with his uh, little brother. Yes. And how's that going so far? He's off to a good start. He loves his little brother. He likes to cuddle him sometimes a little too much. So we got to pull back a little bit, make sure he doesn't crush him. But uh, other than that... Yeah. Uh, he's still ad- ad- adapting to a couple other things, but overall, yeah, he's not, a good start. He's not, the, he's not the only show in town anymore. That's why. that's right, exactly. So, but overall, a pretty good start, I think, for Luke. All right, that's good. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. That's yeah, uh, now Luke's birthday is easy to remember. We're gonna have to remember what June 9th? Yes. Okay, we're gonna have to remember that. All right. Yeah, the suit was here on Friday. I, I heard I, I heard about all the shenanigans that took place. We had Doug back for a well, little I bit. Got, I got Doug on the show. Oh, my almighty! And Doug was <laughs> great. You know, but actually there was a purpose behind. What no, God! No, God! Whoops. <laughs> there was actually a purpose behind what I wanted to do because we were talking about the college football playoff. Right, and FC, exactly. And FCS has... A 2014 playoff that's been in place since right. 2013. Kevin is also one of the voters for the poll. 
uh, which shows you how tainted that is. So it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Uh, Kevin, why does that 3-4 and four team have a first-place vote? I like the colors of the team. Okay, great. <laughs> S-U-I-T, that spells suit But there you go. It's, uh, but yeah, that was the reason. For, that was the reason for that show, and you know why I went about it the way I did on Friday, because that way the two of them, you know, talk, Kevin can talk about the voting part of it, the automatic bid part of it, twenty-four teams, how it plays out, because it's been in place since twenty thirteen. Well, nobody knows in our area better than Doug and Kevin do, so that's why I did the show that way. Perfect. Um, and, and by Doug being on the show, that reduced the talking of somebody else. Uh, so, <laughs> namely me. <laughs> so, uh, but that's and that we've been doing a lot of talk about name, image, and likeness, and also about um, also about um, the possible expansion of the college football playoff. Um, for uh, and again next week will be a big week for that it doesn't mean everything's going to happen nothing may happen next week but they're going to bring up the possibility of name image and likeness next week once again as I mentioned in yesterday's show Mark Emmer goes before its Senate committee and basically hands I mean it, it has his backside handed to him by the Senate committee in other words, why aren't you leading? Why are you coming here with your with hat in hand expecting us to bail you out? You've had time to do this. I mean, he got hit over and over again by people on the committee saying, uh, God, you know, we don't get it. We don't understand why you don't have something that he expects to be bailed out. And he got hit hard. We talked about that yesterday. Extensively about about how the NCAA has dropped the ball in this. I mean, it's been almost two years, not quite, almost two years since California put its name, image, and likeness bill in place and had it signed by Governor Gavin Newsom. It doesn't go into effect until January 1, 2023. So, you know, we're sitting here in 2021. That doesn't go into effect for another year and a half. But when Florida, a little more than a year ago, passed its bill and put in July 1, 2021 as the effective date, that changed everything, which was then followed by Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, New Mexico, Mississippi. Now you have six states. Not all the laws in the six states are the same. I also do not buy in any way, shape, or form the NCAA's argument that they're concerned about antitrust. This group is in court all the time for everything. Now you're worried about going to court? What? Suddenly out of nowhere you're concerned about going to court? You go to court on everything else? 
I mean, being on retainer with the NCAA, your law firm is exhausted. They're exhausted when the year's over with. I mean, you get a lot of money from them, but like you know, the, the amount of work is off the charts. So now they're worried about about antitrust. Really, put something out there, see if it floats. You've got six bills out there that were passed. Take a long look at the six bills. I like that. I like that. That's the same. Okay. Okay. All right. And that needs to be tweaked to be better. I don't like that. That shouldn't be in there. Or that needs to be really not just tweaked, but needs a little surgery to it to make it better. You have guidelines set up in six states that you can pick and choose from as to what you like and what you don't like. And next week they're having a meeting on it, and maybe they'll have something. Maybe. Now, as for the college football playoff, they also meet next week. But it's another step up the rung of the ladder. No final decision is expected on anything next week. In fact, there might not be a final decision on anything to maybe as early as September. But it certainly is an interesting talking point over the next week and also an interesting talking point over the next few months about the possibility of 12. As we mentioned before, if they'd had that, Penn State would have been in four times in the last five years. We also talked about vaccine hesitancy yesterday. Uh, The 85% threshold not there. Sam Darnold said, nope, not vaccinated. Uh, the NFLPA does not have the exact number of unvaccinated players, but they are not at the desired 85% threshold. Now, what makes 85% the magic number? I have no idea. 50, let's see. Actually, the numbers in this article are wrong. My understanding is 67%. It says here 52% have one shot, 43% are fully vaccinated. I don't think that's right. I believe it's like 52 to 53% are now fully vaccinated, and 67% have had one shot. I believe that's actually correct. But the NFL is not, they're not there. Um, Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean, backlash from the NFLPA after saying he would release players that refused to get vaccinated if it hindered a return to normalcy. Well, that then brought up Twitter, and of course on Twitter, there was a lot of issues on Twitter talking about this. Cole Beasley got into a spat on Twitter. I don't have a problem with anybody getting the vaccine. That is your choice. My problem is everyone is ridiculing and bullying people on here into getting one or thinking the same way about it. It's becoming that way with any issue. This is not okay. Then you have Chris Paul, the Phoenix Suns. He is now in protocol. Now, the Suns aren't playing right now because the Jazz and the Clippers are tied at two games apiece. The Suns, after sweeping Denver, are waiting to see who they'll play next. But he is now in COVID protocol. Now, they haven't said 
now he's in COVID protocol. In other words, is he in because he tested positive? Is he in because he came in contact with somebody? Is he symptomatic, asymptomatic? They haven't said a word about it. We also uh, don't know if he's fully vaccinated either. Right, we don't know that. Assuming that he assuming he is, because he's been very vocal about that, as you mentioned, but we don't know that for sure. But he's out indefinitely, but they haven't said what it is. Now, John Rahm, for example, John Rahm was never sick. Never sick. Never. Right? He tested positive, so they took him out of the tournament. That's the rule. But he wasn't sick. He was asymptomatic. Well, guess what? After the tournament, he tested negative twice, and instead of being allowed to come back today, he was allowed to come back days ago. Because he tested negative twice. So, maybe that's the same story with Chris Paul. We'll have to see. If he's vaccinated, he could face a shorter absence from the Suns. So, who knows? All I know is that um, they say he's sidelined indefinitely. No word on whether his brother Cliff is a problem. Oh, no. That's a commercial, right? Yes. <laughs> Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years he's not vaccinated it'd be pretty surprising to me because he was like leading all of the calls and leading all of the plotting and planning for rolling out the vaccine to players as the head of the players union um so i would be surprised but i don't know the answer Uh, also you know if he has covid and he's not vaccinated what are his symptoms does he have an asymptomatic case a mild case or you know we have seen guys suffer you know, Jason Tatum, for example, suffered for months with it. Well, they're going to update it on Saturday, so there'll be nothing the rest of the day, tomorrow or Friday. They're going to update it on Saturday. They don't have to do any update until Saturday anyway, because Game 5 is coming up between Utah and the Clippers. And with Game 5 coming up... Um, it's got to go to Game 6. So I mean he's I mean they've got some time and like nobody like he said nobody knows 
Nobody knows. It's like I said, John Rom was not sick. Wasn't sick. He tested positive for it, was completely asymptomatic, never felt bad for one second. He, you know, he's in the press conference yesterday. He said, Look, I thought he handled his press conference really well yesterday. And um and he said, Look, they said, what's your biggest takeaway? So I should have been vaccinated sooner. Okay. I mean, I think he handled that um, simple. You know, it's uh, so now we have to wait, and they've got time. I mean, it's not like they don't have time; they got time. He'll be playing, but they're not going to update it till Saturday. All right. Major League Baseball cracking down in Garrett Cole and the rest of the cheaters out there. <laughs> uh, it's They should, but my whole thing on this has been... I, I, I get why now, but I know why now because of the 10 minor league players that had the issues with it. But it would just be common sense, which Rob Manfred and MLB hasn't had the last couple of years now. If you're going to change the way the ball is to help grip with the pitchers, then you should think, oh, maybe anything, any other foreign substances they were using to fix the grip should be thrown out or should be punished if you do because they have that advantage now. And you even look at the numbers. Clearly, there's less offense around the league with these new balls. So it, I, I just not, I just question not, why now. But it, why now? Because when you have historically low batting averages, and they and they're using spider tack to grip, or any other foreign substance to grip, and guess what? I've heard some pitchers say, "Well, it's a safety issue." Uh, well, then why are hit batsmen up? Yeah, th- that that argument doesn't hey, fly with me either. Hey, when you have a player in the National League say, look, I feel like I'm trying to hit a wiffle ball right now because the movement on the ball is all over the place. That's because of the, the, the ability to grip. When spin rates on the average go down on a fastball 100, that's a big number. The batting average in the American League went from 236 the last week of May. Last week was 257. Oh, really? How'd that happen? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Fabulous pre-owned inventory. Great sales staff that will work with you. I mean, yeah, do they want to make a sale? Of course they do. But you know what? You want the person that buys the vehicle, you, to walk out of there feeling like you had a great experience. 
That's why they have so many repeat customers and a great service staff. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Nubbles Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Starting next year, Major League Baseball will limit rosters to 13 pitchers. That's it. And according to a report, Major League Baseball is considering reducing it to as many as 11 active pitchers on the roster at once. Strikeouts have increased every year since 2006. 24.2% of at-bats this season, one out of every four, has ended in a strikeout. That's a 1% jump from last season. So starting next year, they're going to limit it to 13 pitchers with the idea that they may get it down to 11, including the ones in the Yankees that cheat. What? That press conference was embarrassing, so I'll I'll give you that. I mean, I, I sat there like, what is he saying? But yeah, they're going to 13 pitcher maximum next season. They were going to do it this year, but because of the pandemic, they pushed it back a year. And. The idea is going to be that suddenly out of nowhere, the idea is going to be um, maybe we need to get into seven innings. Does Garrett Cole know what the eighth inning looks like? Has he ever even been in the dugout for one? Just kidding. You could say that for any Yankee pitcher this year. Just kidding. Except for Corey Kluber's no-hitter. That's about it. And he's hurt now. Yes, of course. Yeah. But that's just some of the things they're looking at. Uh, so I would look at, I'd compromise, I'd make it a dozen. Uh, now, you, you have to keep the roster at 26. By the way, that's one other caveat in this. If you are suspended for 10 days for substance, and that includes a position player, now what's what's the you know what's to keep the third baseman from having pine tar in his glove or something like that and he throws it over the third baseman and comes back he's got a little rub on him, okay? Well, the third baseman and the pitcher both would be tossed. You would be tossed for ten days, but with pay. So suspended with pay. I asked the suit one time, you know, what is what his greatest dream was at work wise, and he said to be suspended with pay. Uh, Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Yeah, that's our guy. And the so you get suspended with pay. Now, Major League Baseball, I understand why. Look, you put this rule in. The last thing you want to do is to start messing around with arbitration. The suspension, you still get your money, but you're suspended. Because the arbitration part gets messy, and I don't blame baseball for not wanting to go through that. But here's the other part that a lot of people don't realize. The team that loses said player can't replace him. The pitcher's gone for 10 days. You cannot call somebody up to replace him. You cannot make a trade to replace him. You can't do that. You are down one player. You are down one pitcher. 
See, that's actually a good move by Major League Baseball. I mean, so, I mean, the Yankees are going to be without Cole for a long time. <laughs> I don't think it really matters at this point. 36 million bucks. Wow. Now there's now there's certain experiments going on at in the Atlantic League. One is the Robo Empire. As much as I'd rather see the human element in there, I think the Robo Empire probably in three years is going to be a major league baseball, where balls and strikes are called electronically. I think at some point electronically pitchers will know what pitch they want them to throw. You know, what's happened with numbers is that we're losing. Okay, let me give you a, an example of Patrick Mahomes. What makes Patrick Mahomes spectacular is that when everything breaks down and he has to ad lib, the game becomes more exciting. It's amazing that when instinct takes over, games become more exciting. Now you have players. I mean, there are all a bunch of things I would do. A bunch of them I would do. Uh, and some I wouldn't do. Number one, uh, the Atlantic League is experimenting with bigger bases. No. No, 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 no. There's something magical about 90 feet and that base being that size where we have so many close plays. Whomever came up with that way back when, 90 feet and bases that size, we have seen so many bang-bang plays over the years because of that distance and the size of base. I don't want to change that. Moving the mound back. The mound has been moved back. It's not like it's never been moved back ever. In the 1890s, when I was a little kid, the mound was only 50 feet away from home plate, and nobody could hit. So in 1893, they moved it back to... Now, however they came up with 60 feet, 6 inches, I'll never know. But they moved it from 50 feet to 60 feet, 6 inches. And then the the batting average in the National League that year, which was the only league, rose to 309 collectively, and four guys hit over 400. We all know about the mound being lowered in after the 1968 season. But see, there's a combination of events here. Every time I read about the mound being lowered, I ask myself, what planet are these people on when they write these articles? What planet are you on? They got lowered from 15 to 10 inches. They lowered the mound, blah, blah, blah. Not one article I've read yet has mentioned that four expansion teams entered into baseball. That didn't hurt batting averages going up either. A bunch of guys that were in AAA were suddenly pitching in the major leagues. Kansas City, the Seattle Pilots, now the Brewers. Montreal Expos, now the Nationals, and the San Diego Padres. So you had a combination of a lower mound, made a difference, and four expansion teams did not hurt batting averages. So I am... fine with the mound staying at 60 feet 6 inches. I don't want to lower it anymore. I am all for taking any banned substance. Look, you can go behind the mound on the grass 
And if you want to take sweat off your arm and put it on your fingers, great. You're allowed to. You want to go to your mouth on the grass behind the mound? You are allowed to. That's always been allowed. You just can't do it up on the mound unless it's predetermined before the game because of how cold it is to do it. Then you have to get permission. But when you go in the grass in the back, you can do that. But no substance. Okay? No spider tack. No no Vaseline. No, uh, what's the other one? Uh, suntan lotion. It's another one. Suntan lotion being used. No. Here's the baseball. Pitch it. Hey, here's the bat. Hit it. That's it. Pretty simple game. Now I'll tell you what I am for. I'm not only I'm not only for banning shifts. And I realize, hey, look, if the shortstop is one foot to the left of the bag, that's fine. I'm for that. Or a right-handed hitter of the second baseman is one foot from the bag in the mythical line. I'm for that. That's fine. But I also think that, okay, here it is. Every infielder has to have both feet in the dirt. Every sport in recent years, except for baseball, has done a great job of creating what? Space. Football does a great job of creating space. Even something as simple as the defense calls it a pick, the offense calls it a rub, but in the end what happens is that you are now creating space to make a play. You can't have contact after five yards from the line of scrimmage. That is in the direction of creating more opportunity, more space. The NBA and college football create space. That's why you see the scores that you see. But they do a great job of creating space. Basketball. The NBA does a better job than college basketball does of creating space. You can't hand check. You can't grab jerseys. You can't flop. The NBA has done a great job and in increased scoring because they've created more space on the floor to make plays. The NHL, two-line pass now is legal. Stretch passes. Okay? Center ice trap limited because of it. And guess what? It creates more space, more action. Right now, Major League Baseball needs to create more space. Substance off the ball will make a big difference because suddenly you're not going to have the ball dancing all over the place at ridiculous velocity. And by limiting shifts and keeping players with two feet on the dirt, it opens the door. You still have to hit it but to having more space on the field. You need more openings to make plays. And by reducing spin rates because you don't have goop on the ball to grip it, 
spin rates will go down. Just in the first week of threatening it, spin rates went down 100. 100. Batting averages in the American League collectively went up 17 points in a week. Collectively. Because there's not as much break in the ball. People want to see the ball in play. If it turns out it's an out, it's an out. But at least the ball is put in play. And to me, you've got to create more space on the field to do that. Matt, your thoughts, because most of these are aimed at the $36 million man. <laughs> just kidding. I only say that because he's your guy. No, I, I am for everything you just said. I think that would be smart for Major League Baseball to do something like that. Oh, I think it would be. I want to create more space out there. I mean, the first time I really saw it, I was like, holy mackerel, is was how they shifted on Ryan Howard. You know, I mean, all I could really do is pull the ball. And he just kept hitting into the shift left and right, and just it made the game so boring. Exactly. And it's, and it's gotten ridiculous to this day. Because some of these shifts you're seeing now, I mean, you have infielders practically playing right field, center field, left field, whatever. Nobody at all on the third base side. I mean, it. I, I've kind of gotten, I, I got it at first, the strategy of using it, but it's just gotten so out of hand that it's really affected the game in a negative light. Look, you're. This is an entertainment business. Okay, it's an enter- you know, it's a competitive business, but it's also a competitive entertainment business. The bottom line is you're trying to get people into the ballpark. You're trying to get people to watch you on TV. You need to have some action. And no doctoring of the baseball because that's cheating. And number two, having rules in place that create space, which appear- which is seems to be okay with every other sport except baseball. I mean, you already, like I said, a million, million times, you can't line up in foul territory unless you're the catcher. You already have rules about where you can and can't go. Okay? The left-handed pitcher can't violate the mythical 45-degree angle if they do it's a balk. So you already have rules like that that are in place. Well, guess what? Two left, two right. Now, I don't care if you're a foot from the line. I don't care if on either side. But two left, two right, and two feet on the dirt. Why bother having the dirt? I mean, I don't want to look. I don't because right now it looks like a beer league softball game with the short fielder out there. All right, take a break. Great to have you with us today as Matt continues to fill in for the suit. No? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. 
Sunbury Motors Kier Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, obviously, I mean, I am in complete agreement, by the way, with what Major League Baseball did with the substance on baseballs. And this is something that they should have taken care of at the end of spring training, but at least they've done something about it now. In the end, you're trying to save a season here. The question will be whether they can save the sport because now they have a November 30th deadline. Uh, and because there's a November 30th deadline for the end of the basic agreement, what is, you know, how long will that take to resolve? They want expanded playoffs. I understand that. They have uh, the possibility of uh, the DH across the board. Understand that. But in the end, they're not going to allow free agency. I mean, I'm sorry. They're not going to allow um, team limits. They're not going to allow that. Like the NFL, the NBA, they all have limits. The NHL. They have caps and floors. They won't allow the cap. They won't allow the floor. They have the luxury tax. But the luxury tax teams get the money and don't do anything with it. The luxury tax was meant, this is what frustrated George Steinbrenner, is that the Kansas City Royals or the Pittsburgh Pirates would get the check from the luxury tax. And they were supposed to take the money and they were supposed to put it into personnel. It was their way to close the gap personnel-wise. And instead they kept it. It's like the money they got, was it two or three years ago, the $50 million that each ball club got? They, it was a settlement. And each ball club got $50 million. What did the Pirates do with their $50 million? Does anybody know? No good! No good! No good! I mean, they certainly did not put it into personnel. What's Arizona done with it? Was Arizona lost, what, 20 in a row on the road? I mean, I actually had a pirate no fan say... No I actually had a pirate fan say to me today, well, at least we've only lost nine in a row on the road. Like, I said, wow, great to have standards. All right. Yeah, you have to give Major League Baseball credit. I mean, they've got some really bad teams out there. Pirates are bad. Colorado's bad. Arizona's bad. Yankees can't even cheat, right? <laughs> 